and we are live and we are back let's go welcome to i think this is, i need to start getting the numbers down y'all i think this is the sixth one the issue is i did two in one day so my my brain's kind of off but welcome to the court in the full effect podcast where we discuss health and wealth finance and fitness and everything in between we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best i am Corey, one half of the Court and Full Effect podcast. My co-host Jordan is still on paternity leave. So while he is out, y'all know what it is on Wednesdays. We do Wealth Wednesdays. But before I get started, make sure you hit that like button for the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave your comments. Make sure you subscribe. And on the podcast platforms, make sure you leave your rating reviews. Give me one second. My camera's off. There we go. That's a little bit better. I'm in the middle now. Yes, make sure you do everything required for these algorithms. Make sure you be, you be. Make sure you are interactive. Okay. As far as my information, I'm sideline underscore core. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And as I said, my co-host Jordan, his information is stop stalling Jay. He is on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And then his business page is finallyfit.live. All of our information can be found on the show notes in the YouTube description. Okay. As I said for Wealth Wednesdays, we get straight to the point. So as you can see for the video title today, we're going to talk about income versus assets versus liquidity i've been i don't know how long i've been teasing i teased up for a long time but i've been teasing this probably for a few months now um as far as moving away from just like okay talking about the budget and just managing your money quote unquote to actually talking about how you will look to manage your entire portfolio as you go forward into the future and how you need to handle your money as you make more build more assets etc so what we're going to do is I'm going to define each of these three things. That's going to be four things. Um, we're going to talk about liabilities as well, because there's the opposite of assets. You can't really talk about assets without talking about liabilities, but it didn't sound as cool. Income versus assets versus liabilities versus liquidity. That was too many words. So I took out liabilities here, but you don't want to have any liabilities, which is why I left it out. So first things first is we're going to define income. And this is coming from Investopedia, where you can get an answer to almost every single financial question. But for Investopedia, it says the definition of income refers to money that a person or entity receives in exchange for their labor or products. Income may have different definitions depending on the context, for example, taxation, financial accounting or economic analysis. For most people, income means their total earnings in the form of wages and salaries, the return on their investments, pension distributions, and other receipts. For businesses, income means the revenues from selling services, products, and any interest and dividends received with respect to their cash accounts and reserves relative reserves related to the business. Economists have different definitions and ways of measuring income, whether their studies involve earnings, savings, consumption, production, public finance, capital investment, or other related topics and subtopics. Their concept of income will score will correspond to the purpose of their research, while the measure of income on a macro level is critical to societal and policy studies. Individuals are more focused on their personal and business income. So for the sake of this, we're going to talk about your personal income, your W-2 income. For you entrepreneurs, you know, how you guys make your money, you might, you might be getting 1099, whatever you do, but just the income that you're making. Okay, this is the easy one. I hope most of you, but most people do have some type of income, how much money you're earning. In short, if you want to look at how much you get paid gross, what you file on your taxes, whatever it is, that's how much money you are making. And a, a lot of times people... uh We'll have the conversation and say, what's more important, increasing your income 
or decreasing your expenses right and i, I like to think about this this is real life life is not a test like it's not school there's not there's another option and i always say managing your money is more important than increasing your income or decreasing your expenses most people usually say increase your income because you can only cut your expenses but so low and if you want to build you know some wealth really you need to increase your income however even if you lower your expenses and increase your income if you don't know how to manage that money right you can't out earn your stupidity so you know mc hammer scenario here but no matter how much money you make if you do not know how to manage that income you can lose it all. Right. And so managing your income and this is why I always say you're better off lowering your expenses because managing your income or managing your finances usually shows itself in the form of you being able to control your expenses. Right. So you want to keep your expenses as low as possible, eventually be able to fix your expenses. And that way, any income or increase in income you get, you already know how to manage your money due to the habits that you built from learning how to manage your expenses or lower them. And you're already in position. Well, oh, I got a pay raise. Since you've managed your expenses, you don't do the keeping up with the Joneses mindset and just go ahead and, you know, get another car, another car loan. Right. Get another mortgage, whatever. You don't increase your expenses. You boost up your savings if need be. But, you know, you increase your investing slash your lifestyle, whichever two that you need to do in that situation. But you usually invest more money because you know how to manage your money. OK, so that that's that's my little spat on that. Your income is highly important, but at the end of the day, you need to know how to manage your money. Okay. That's income. Now, the second one is liability. So I can go ahead and get that out the way. Liability. Definition of a liability is something a person or company owes, usually a sum of money. Liabilities are settled over time through the transfer of economic benefits, including money, goods, or services. Recorded on the, okay, it's talking about balance sheet. Uh, yep, we're on the right side of the balance sheet. Liabilities include loans, accounts payable, mortgages, deferred revenues, bonds, warranties, and accrued expenses. Liabilities can be contrasted with assets, which we'll get into next. Liabilities refer to things that you owe or have borrowed. Assets are things that you own or are owed. Okay, y'all know what liabilities? Liabilities is debt. It's debt. Okay decrease your debt as fast as possible and i'm not going to get into the liabilities that much because there are plenty of hours of me discussing that but liabilities as it says anything that you owe okay so if you have a debt on something if you got a, a debt payment anything like that you owe somebody or some company some bank some money that's a liability or a debt now i think i discussed this on the any of the mortgage related episodes but your personal home your personal home could be viewed more as a liability than an asset because at the end of the day you want to look at li a liability as something that you don't make money on in short. And when it comes to your primary residence, you can never truly make make money on it because you always need somewhere to live. And so, I mean, you can do the Airbnb, run out your own primary residence right nowadays. But for, for most people, especially if you have a family, like you don't want no strangers in the house with your kids. That's crazy. But for most people, their house is just, you know, they're making the mortgage payment, you know, you're paying the pity, principal interest, tax and insurance. And that's it. You're doing all the rehab for it, right? All the fixer upper type of stuff. And that's it. You never even make any true money out of it. Even when you do build equity, if you end up selling the home, right, you need usually most of that, if not all of it, to go into a new house. You never actually make use of the equity. And if you do something like a HELOC or a home equity line of credit, that same thing, or a home equity loan, excuse me you end up taking out debt. So now it's definitely a liability because you got, <laughs> there's, there's debt attached to it. Okay. Mo most of the time people use 
a HELOC home equity loan to um, to do something, you know, get a new kitchen or anything like that. Most people aren't using it to go buy another property. Okay. Another investment property, but that, that, that's a liability. Okay. It's debt. Liabilities are bad. Liabilities need to go away. Okay. Next thing we're going to do is assets and I already touched on it. Assets are the opposite, right? Of liabilities, but an asset is a resource with economic value that an individual corporation or country owns or controls with the exception, excuse me, the expectation that it will provide a future benefit. I got my mic is covering one of my eyes, so it's hard for me to see. As I can read y'all. Assets are reported on a company's balance sheet. They're classified as current, fixed, financial, and intangible. They are bought or created to increase a firm's value or benefit. Okay, in the firm, that's more business stuff. An asset can be thought of some thought of as something that in the future, right, in the future can generate cash flow, reduce expenses, or improve sales, regardless of whether it's manufacturing equipment or a patent. Okay, so that can in the future can generate cash flow, reduce expenses, right? This problem personal, so there's not going to be improved sales here, quote unquote. That just goes back to time to my point about your house. Your house usually doesn't increase your cash flow, especially out here taking out the 30 year mortgage, right? Reduce expenses. Y'all not looking to pay off the mortgage anytime soon. I mean, I guess in the future, by definition, you can consider an asset because hopefully if you pay off the house in 30 years. But if you're out here and you get a mortgage pay on it for five years, then get another 30 year mortgage, that's 35 years. They looking to come out with the 40 year mortgage. It's like, I mean, cool. You reduce, you plan on reducing, reducing your future expense for your mortgage payment in 45 years. Like, I guess you can make it an asset in that case, but you don't generate any cash flow for it. You're the only person living out from it because you're the only person living out of it. And then, like I said, you know, you're not reducing any expenses and we're not talking about sales here. That's an asset, essentially anything that is going to make you money. Okay. Well, at least you, you plan on it, making you money. The economy is crazy. Anything can happen, but it's something that can make you money. All right. Now the next thing, and this is an important one. Well, they're all important. And again, all I, I don't know if I said all of these are from Investopedia, but they all are. Um, liquidity. Okay, so you got income, assets, and then liquidity. Let me let, let me update this. This this I'm not, these people aren't lying. Running these these live shows is crazy. I gotta click over, click over here. Anyways, liquidity refers to the efficiency or ease with which an asset or security can be converted into ready cash without affecting its market price. The most liquid asset of all is cash, okay? So liquidity means essentially how fast can you turn something, an asset, whatever it is, into cash because cash is the most liquid thing, all right? So the liquidity is a time and there's costs you know added into it as well you know how, how how much you have to pay in penalties or fees um to make it liquid because obviously the less the less cash you have the less the less liquid you quote unquote are i mean you're, if if all your money is in cash but all your money is a hundred dollars i mean like you are 100 liquid but i mean you only got a hundred dollars so you have to pay attention to that as well but it's about how fast or with E and then that's the efficiency part, the the taxes and the penalties, but the efficiency or ease with which an asset, so not a liability, but an asset can be converted into a ready cash. Again, like your primary residence, viewing it as a liability is not very easy to convert, convert that house that you're living in, right, into cash because you need a house to live in. So even if you you know, sell your house to get all the equity out, right? You're going to need somewhere else to live. So you're going to need some of that liquidity. And then you go to the efficiency and ease process there. And obviously with ease, well, it's different now, but once we get back to a more normal 
mortgage world is that interest rates are crazy now. There's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff going on, but you can't just buy a house or refinance, you know, within a day, essentially. People are getting houses in 30 days. It's crazy out here. Okay. But those are the three main things, income, assets, and liquidity. So now the question is, how do you make use of your income, assets, and liquidity? Your income is going to be used to first pay for your expenses, right? On a budget, managing your wealth, but then putting you in a position to where you can increase or invest more, right? From an asset standpoint, but you also want to make sure you're liquid. So liquidity can not only be just your cash reserves, right? You can think about it like your emergency fund, and I won't get into how much should be in your emergency fund or how liquid, right? Your emergency fund should be. Most people recommend it should be highly liquid, but not only do you have cash on hand that's efficient and uh, readily or easily accessible, but also looking at your assets and how liquid your assets are. So if you want to talk about your your primary residence being an asset, it's not that liquid. At the end of the day, you need to you have to get debt to get it. You need the bank's approval. Oh no, my camera's falling. You have to get the bank's approval. <laughs> you have to get the bank's approval to get the money out. And that's that's not guaranteed. You need somebody else to approve you for this money versus something like your personal brokerage account or your stock portfolio, your Fidelity, your Vanguard, your Robinhood, whatever you have. That's extremely liquid. All you can usually get that money in, you know, three business days top. Right. So don't don't sell on a Friday expecting it the next day. But you can usually sell you know, your, your stock, your Apple stock, whatever your view, whatever it is, you can sell that same day right and you can get that money right away now you do there's capital gains right what you want there to be right assets here you want to go up right you want that uh how do, how do they define assets with um in the future can generate cash flow right reduce expenses right or improve sales right you do say you do sell your stock right so you do plan on making money so you are going to have those cat capital gains short term or long term long term if it's 36 366 days or more right? Capital gains. Y'all gonna have to pay those taxes on that, but you can get that money relatively quickly. You can get that money way faster. You can get money um, out of your mortgage, um, out of your 401k, right? And both of these things too, your 401k, your mortgage, they require you to take out debt. If you take out a 401k loan, I mean, that's debt. You do got to pay that back right away. Uh, not right away. We just pay it back right away if you end up losing your job you know, whether you leave, or get fired, things like that. So there's more risk attached to these things as well from a 401k or mortgage standpoint. And that goes back into the ease or efficiency aspect of things when it talks about liquidity. Okay. Liquidity refers to the efficiency or ease with which an asset security can be converted into ready cash, right? Without affecting its market price. Okay. So you want to be able to have assets and usually it's going to be in the form of a personal broker account or if you, or if you have a business and you have a lot of cash reserves, which is why I talk about from a budgeting standpoint, your income, right? The sixth thing in the financial house is your emergency fund. But for me, I don't define your emergency fund as just as your three to six months of expenses or whatever you have saved. It's also about having 20% minimum leftover in cash flow after you pay for your necessities and your debt payments. So you have some liquidity there to pay for things. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people's issues is they can get out of debt, but they can't stay out of debt. And one of the reasons people can't stay out of debt once they get out of it is because not that they're not on a good budget, they don't have manage, don't know how to manage their finances, but they're not that liquid or they haven't set a proper liquidity in their finances. 
So a lot of people, I'm working on not saying okay in between, like my little pause, I gotta take a pause. A lot of people may make enough money to pay for their entire budget as far as what their income for the month is and what their expenses are for the month. However, they're not that liquid because when the expenses are due versus when the income comes in, they're actually almost at a deficit or close to it. They got to find a way to find some more cash pop up or become more liquid. Uh, So what I've done for myself is that's why I had the bills account, which pays for all of my bills, you know, for the previous month. So going into was October here, right? I already have all the money in an account for all the bills that, you know, on auto pay that come out, not groceries and things like that, but you know, the rent utilities, whatever. What that does is put me in the most liquid position I can be in because now I've already taken care of all of my bills. And even though I make enough money to pay for everything, when the bills come in, I'll be extremely cash strapped or not that liquid because most of my money or my cash will be already gone because of when the bill, when the just how set up when the bills are due, most of the bills are due on the first. Right. And so my first check covers everything. But after I pay for all, all the bills and stuff like that, it's not that much room to get like groceries and gas and things of that nature. So by having this bills account, it puts me in an extremely liquid position where essentially I pay myself back with the second check. So that I use the bills account as like my first check. Right. And then since I get paid on the first, it's like I got my two checks on the first of the month. And so I have all the money for all of my bills, including the groceries and things like that. We go shopping every week. So I'm able to pay for things as needed because I'm in the most liquid position I can be in. And then when we get into the assets versus liquidity, we talk about the liabilities, no debt over here. So we're in on a budget investing right assets. So as my income increases, it goes straight to my assets. Now, inflation is crazy high. So some of this money increase does have to create a little bit more buffer uh, for the you know general necessities like groceries and gas because things keep going up. But in general, with me being on a budget, managing my finances, right, managing my income, because you don't you don't manage your expenses. Your expenses are a subset of your income, meaning they come after it. We all have expenses, but you have to take your income and then give some of it to your expenses. So managing my income properly, right? Okay, expenses are taken care of, no debt, right? In an ex- extremely uh, liquid position relative to my financial situation. And it's like, boom, any increase in income, the income goes straight to the assets. And then if I need a buffer from a liquidity standpoint, then I add more to, you know, to the bills account to create more buffer so I'm more liquid. So a lot of you need to be in a position where not only you're looking at, hey, I need to reduce my debt, increase my income or you know, increase my assets, bump up my investing, how much I'm investing a month, but you also need to look at how liquid you are. If you don't have any cash to tap into, even though you're out of debt, what you're like going to use, if you don't have any cash, right, if you don't have the money to pay for it and you can't liquidate one of your assets to pay cash for something, you have to use liabilities here. That And that's what happens with a lot of people. They're able to get out of debt. And even if they have the emergency fund in place, they tap into their emergency fund, but they have no cash. So they take all the money out of their emergency fund. And usually two bad things happen at once, not one bad thing in the sense of they tap into their emergency fund and now they need to tap into it again, but they don't have enough left because they've already used some of it and they haven't replenished their emergency fund to what to what it needs to be. And they haven't had the time um, as far as 
not enough time has gone on to where they've been out of debt and invested enough, have enough assets, enough liquid assets in this sense, in a personal brokerage account where they can liquidate that stuff and compensate um, for any deficiency as far as their cash flow. But since they don't have enough cash, so they're not liquid enough, they end up using credit cards, right? They go back into debt and that's what happens. They're able to get out of it, but they can't stay out of it because they haven't built that cash flow or that liquidity into their finance. I think one of these talked about cash flow. Did one of these talk about cash flow? Now I'm just I'm saying that out loud. It might've been assets. Yeah, oh yeah, assets can generate can generate cash flow in the future, right? So you can you know think about yourself as an asset, but your income your your income, as Dave Ramsey says, is your biggest wealth building tool. Whatever your income is, that's what's going to go to the assets, the liabilities, and impact how and then how how much you have in liabilities and what you're putting towards your assets or how your assets are set up is going to to determine your liquidity. Okay, so again, real real quick for a recap, your income. My goodness, there's so there's so many tasks to switch through. Your income refers to the money that you earn, right, in exchange for labor. So think about it like your W two, your ten ninety nine, your entrepreneur, whatever you're getting paid. How much you're getting paid every month into your bank account? Okay, make sure you pay taxes if you're getting ten ninety nine. Your entrepreneur. So after you pay your taxes, okay, don't don't commit tax fraud. Remember, you can do tax avoidance, not tax evasion. All right, but income is how much money you're earning. Then your liabilities is something a person owes, usually a sum of money, right, debt loans, mortgages, all those type of things. Then assets, assets can be contrasted with liabilities. Assets are what you own and they can be thought of something that in the future can generate cash flow and reduce expenses or improve sales. And then the last thing is liquidity it refers to the efficiency of which the efficiency or ease with which an asset or security can be converted into ready cash without affecting its market price. So if you don't have a lot of cash on hand on a monthly basis, talking about making your monthly budget, your monthly income very liquid, you should work to do to do that. How do you do that? Well, if you if you have debt, that's that's the first way. Get, 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 get rid of the debt. OK, your remember your your debt is in the liabilities category, even if it's going to an asset. And this is when it's just like. Oh, my goodness. This is why I just pay off the debt and don't don't argue about, well, it's going to my car, which I enjoy, or it's going to my student loans. It's like get rid of the debt. Because from a budget standpoint, you cannot use that money for anything else that those debt payments eat into your liquidity for the month. And a lot of you, once these student loan payments start back up in January of 2023, you're going to lose, excuse me, a lot of the liquidity that you've been you know, messing around with, you know, since uh, the, the pandemic started. Okay, but first thing you need to do is work on lowering and fixing your expenses. One way to fix them is to pay off and lower them at the same time is to pay off your debt and not go back into debt. So get rid of your car payment. Never have a car payment again. Um, get rid of your student loans. Never take out student loans again. Get rid of credit cards, et cetera. Right. Any debts you do have, pay it off and make sure you never have any more minimum payments again attached to debt. So that's the first thing. Then, and this is what I recommend, you look into increasing your income. Okay. You got to get your, and you got to get your expenses on hold first, because the last thing you want to do is be somebody out here. And by somebody means a lot of somebody who have high incomes. Right. These people in a situation where they don't qualify for the student loan forgiveness. You have high incomes. But then since you have all all this debt, or all these liabilities, you can't make use of your income and turn it into assets. And then so you have all these liabilities. You do not look liquid at all. Last thing you want to do is have a whole bunch of income, a whole make a whole bunch of money, but you can't keep none of it because your liabilities are so high. 
Okay. So that, that's one of the other reasons you need to work on decreasing your liabilities, fixing your expenses, getting on a budget. So when you do have the income, you're able to use it to your benefit. I, a lot of you don't have any income. It's, it's the bank's income. I mean, the, a lot of, a lot of you get your direct deposit and you damn near give it all right back to the bank and send it to your account in the form of debt payments. Okay. And then, um, once you're able to get rid of your debt and get on your budget and fix your expenses, that's when it's straight up. You just look and say, okay, that's talking about the 401k match, maxing out the Roth IRA, that and those initial two steps that most people need to take. And then it's like, okay, once you're doing that, and especially with the Roth IRA, since that's post-tax money that you're contributing, again, that's impacting, right? Your liquidity, that's something you actually have to do. You want to sit down and say, how good am a position I am, am I in from a liquidity standpoint? You know, you're building your assets, you got your 401k contribution, your match, and you're maxing out your Roth IRA for the year. And you you think, okay, how can I increase your income? How can you increase your income to invest more inside of assets? And then what do you need to do as far as your budget uh, on your personal budget to make yourself a little bit more liquid as far as setting up a bills account, things of that nature? And then look at, I'm doing the 401k, doing the Roth, that's tax deferred. Um, as far as the uh, the 401k and you're paying taxes up front as far as the Roth, but those aren't that liquid. The, Roth, the Roth's a little bit more liquid than your 401k because you can't take any money out that you contribute as long as it's not part of the gains. But you do have to worry about um, paying penalties if you do take out some of your gains. But that's when you look into the personal brokerage account in this example from a liquidity standpoint and say, okay, I got money growing from an asset standpoint in the stock market, but it's in my personal brokerage account. So I'm extremely liquid. All I got to do is worry about paying the long-term capital gains on it, right? Short-term capital gains for you selling stuff, you you people selling stuff under a year, but long-term capital gains for most of you is 15%, which is going to be lower than your, your tax bracket. Okay. The tax brackets are 10, 12 and 22. So most people are in that 22, excuse me, that 22% range. Um, well, that 12 or 22 percent, depending if you're married or single. But a, a lot of you, what the short term capital gains is, long, excuse me, the long term capital gains is it's going to be less than what you make on your W-2. So as that asset. Right. Something in the future that can generate cash flow, reduce expenses or improve sales, something that can make you money in the future. Your stock portfolio. Right. When you liquidate the, those stocks, right, that portfolio, you'll be paying less taxes than you would on your W-2 money. All right. So those are the things you need to look at from an income assets and liability standpoint. Um, you got to get on get on a budget and pay off the debt that that if you do, it's, it's hard to make use of your income from an assets and liquidity standpoint. If you're not on a budget and you have a whole bunch of debt, there's not much you can do. As I mentioned before, if you have already said this before, if you have a lot of debt. Right. That's income ratio, that type of thing. You know, it's, it's not much you can do. I'll earn it because it, it's likely if you have a lot of debt, then you haven't been properly managing your finances and a lot of debt by your standards. And let's not say a lot of that by my standards. But if you have too much debt by your standards. Then clearly you have too much debt and you need to find a way to at least put yourself, you know, define how you want to handle that, handle that way. Put yourself in a position where you have how much debt you want to have. OK. And then once you're in that situation, right, you look at obviously increasing your income and your assets and liabilities. All right. So that's income versus assets, liabilities um, conversation. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, please DM me, 
YouTube comments, Instagram comments, whatever it is. Again, as I said, I am sideline underscore Corey. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My co-host Jordan is Stop Stalling J on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And his business page is finallyfit.live. All right. Make sure y'all hit that like button on your way out. If you didn't hit on the way in, hit it on the way out. If you're listening to this, please leave them rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. Leave the comments on the YouTube video as well. All right, y'all. That's it for this one. These Welcome Wednesdays are getting fun. I think next week, I'm gonna. Do, I don't know when I'm gonna do the student loan recap because the information. I, I'm trying to do one last student loan thing because it's not like I do little small clips. I'm trying to wait till a little bit more information comes out, so I don't have to keep doing updates, updates um, on these. But uh, so I'll do a current event episode uh, once some more official student loan information drops. Y'all do have by December 31st. If I didn't say that of this year to apply for it. So make sure once it goes up, uh, I think it's studentaid.gov. And you got to um, subscribe um, for the student loan email alert. So they let you know when that application is up. But yeah, they're giving y'all three three months. So it's probably it's probably going to drop October 4th because that's the first uh, business day. Excuse me. Wait. No, excuse me, October 3rd. Yeah, September 30th is on Friday, I think this year. Yeah, so it's probably going to drop October 3rd at the earliest, my guess is. I doubt they'll put it up on a Saturday or Sunday. So the first business day in October is Monday the 3rd. That's when it'll probably drop. So that's why y'all need to be paying attention to your emails about it. Hopefully they let y'all know when it's going to drop before it drops. Instead of saying like it's like a like a when artists do a release at midnight and my album's out. All right. But um, that's it, y'all. So, again, make sure you hit that like button and make sure you leave us those rating reviews. But as always, remember to save more, say less, and keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.